Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Writer and Geek Show. So, first of all, we'd like to take a few minutes and uh, thank you all for uh, making this such a huge success. And because we are going to complete two years on 27th. Yeah, so uh, I think we started uh, publishing episodes on 27th of uh, 2017, but our actual first episode went live on June 1st. So by the time this episode comes, I'm not expecting it to cross that date, but we will be somewhere close, right? <laughs> Should we give the date when we when we recorded this? <laughs> this uh, that that's uh, I don't think that is necessary. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, coming back to that, uh, thank you so much for the overwhelming support that you guys have given us in the past 2 years. um we have had ups and downs but uh, throughout the journey we have had some really in, we have got to know very really interesting people and we have had very uh, dedicated and genuine subscribers and uh, listeners who have reached out to us given us feedback um and you know shown us a lot of love whether you listen to our podcast or you used to listen to it and stopped it or you're gonna start listening to it sometime in the future you know we are so thankful for you all of you, you know we are gr- grateful for uh, you know making this happen yeah and also special thanks to um the bangalore podcasting scene uh, we have made a lot of friends in the past two years um that has been great as well we have, we feel as a, we feel we are a part of this excellent community that is growing every day we have had multiple meetups and we have seen how the crowd has grown from the first meetup that we had so it feels incredible to be a part of um, this community and this journey has been amazing So with that uh, again thank you so much from our, our side and we'll move on to today's episode. Yeah so um as our last episode you know the one we did with Indian Noir <laughs> we got a lot of great response right so <laughs> it was actually overwhelmingly positive response and a few of my friends also reached out they were like you know what that was really spooky because you guys put your personal experience into it i think 95 made it even worse <laughs> yeah i think 95% of the success is because uh, nikesh has such <laughs> yeah, a good yeah. voice <laughs> shout out to him go <laughs> check out his <laughs> podcast indian noir so uh, so we're going to continue that same theme right yeah i think people like spooky things then why not so we have selected an a topic today which is um spooky at the least because it's much more than spooky there is a lot of uh, controversies and there are a lot of um unrevealed truth behind this uh, this this incident that we're going to talk about yeah basically it's a big co- what is that conspiracy you know there are like a lot of conspiracy theories surrounding it so uh, we thought we'll continue with the theme and select the topic which is that love pass incident Yeah, who doesn't love a good conspiracy? I mean, uh, people like to think that Elon Musk is an alien. So this is this this come this is I mean that comes nothing close to what we're going to discuss. So we're going to talk about Dyatlov's pass incident which happened in 1959 in Russia. I that time it was USSR. Uh Cold War has just started. World War was over. um and that actually added to the tension behind this right um uh, because lot of conspiracy theories uh, say there is a government cover up and all that which we'll come to later but this is a um story about a bunch of uh, students from the ural polytechnic institute who went on a trek from which they never returned yeah so um i got to know about this thing like a few years ago and uh When again I, again i think we have to quote ranjit thanks yes, to yes yes he, he's the reason for most of the episodes that we uh, publish yeah yeah he is the mastermind behind all of these things but we are just not giving him enough credit yeah i think he <laughs> we should include him in a podcast probably bring him in and ask him to talk about few th- some stuff later i don't know how interested he might be 
religion <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah okay let's just get that back. might be the last <laughs> yeah. episode of our podcast yeah let's get back to this <laughs> so the first time i read about it uh, it was very interesting okay so i was like okay nine hikers they went on a hike and they never returned probably uh, because it was a harsh environment in the siberian mountains and it was just normal i felt it's normal but as i dug deep into it the the circumstances which engulfed this incident made me realize that this is not just a case of you know a few hikers you know getting stuck at a on a mountain and you know dying the circumstances actually revealed that there is a bigger conspiracy behind this which we are still wondering what it is right yeah i have a little different view i feel that this um, you know happened due to natural causes and it was just blown out of proportion because of the events surrounding i mean the time time when it when it happened and all that kind of stuff and also because people like to hear stuff um, which are otherworldly supernatural and all that i think this was um, I, i'll give my hypothesis later but i think this was something that was caused by natural calamity or something like that that's that's my uh, take on this and i i i think i i'm just being more practical about this yeah but uh, you know what what did sherlock holmes say about these kind of cases well he is also a work of fiction you see but he has always been right right even though it's fiction you <laughs> yeah, know whatever seems the m- most improbable thing that might be the case you know yeah that is only if everything else fails yeah but well, we have not been able to prove that everything else has failed in this okay, case okay yeah let's... and i think that will never happen because this is such an old case and uh, even the environment and circumstances around this um, this case has changed a lot over the past 60 years that i think it's beyond uh, you know beyond fi- the tr- finding truth is beyond anyone uh, only if we get a time, time machine or something probably we can figure it you out you know what you don't need a time machine you just need brand to be here yeah, let's not get him into this thing because i hate him <laughs> yeah actually i don't uh, that being said i i think we'll we, we cannot just go forward without mentioning game of thrones once. yeah but so that's I, not the i just want to know uh, probably you know our listeners can let us know through comments or uh, social media how did you what did you think about the ending of the series i think we'll get an overwhelmingly negative response about it uh, from india mm. you know everywhere but i'm talking about india right. alone because you know actually it was not the only uh, you know disappointing thing which happened this week right <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah <laughs> interestingly okay. probably not but yeah. Then, yeah so uh, anyway game of thrones uh, was a disappointment because of various reasons i was not happy at all but then uh, we move on right so yeah okay coming back to the atlo pass incident uh, so we'll um, get into the details of what had happened and uh, you know um, go through the timeline of the events as well right mm-hmm. um so they had decided to start the trek somewhere around the end of january so on 25th of january they arrived at the town called ivdel which is in the cent- center of northern province of swerdol i mean it's too difficult it's all russian so <laughs> i'll just try my best uh, just just you so know I, just I, yeah. try to pronounce so it so ivdel is a town in the center of one of the northern provinces of uh, soviet russia and they arrived uh, early morning on 25th of january that was a base uh, camp kind of a place if you can say where they collected uh, you know some supplies for their trip going forward uh, from there they so they they took a train from their university uh, ta- town uh, town where the university was uh, to this place called ivdel um, from there they took a truck ride to a place called vijay 
they pronounce it vijay but if since we are malayalis we kind of pronounce it virai which i don't think anyone can say the first time i read uh, <laughs> that name i thought it's vizag well that's <laughs> well not. yeah uh, it was stupid anyway yeah the, the 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 incident got its name from the team leader igor deathlov yeah so um yeah before we get, we get there so uh, this was the last settlement towards the north it's uh, something like the last hair in uh, you know game of thrones before the wall i just had to bring that reference yeah. so yeah as i said earlier there were there were 10 hikers uh, i'll just briefly mention their names if i could pronounce them i'm sorry if i'm butchering them but uh, you know uh, that's the best we can do good luck so the team lead as you said uh, was igor dyatlov he was 23 year old um, experienced hiker and uh, mountaineer i think so he was leading the group uh, and and, and uh, all of the group members were between 20 uh, like 20 to 24 years of age with the exception of semyon zolotaryov i think he joined the group later and he was not part of the university as well he yeah. was a russian yeah. soldier before uh, you know um, before joining the group so that actually added to the conspiracy theory as well and there are like three yuris right yeah there are three yuris <laughs> in a team of nine so we we'll call them yuri cube or something like that when we mm-hmm. mentioned them anyway well, with so, all due respect i'm sorry <laughs> yeah so uh, igor dyatlov was the leader of the group then we had uh, yuri doroshenko who was 21 years of age then we had uh, two ladies in the group as well uh, one of them was lyudmila dubinina mm. she was 20 years um Then we had Zinaida Kolmogorova she was 22 years of Good age work. Uh, then we have Yuri Krivonishenko okay Alexander Kolevatov hmm. um then we have Rustem Slobodin Rustem it's not that Rustem it's <laughs> okay. Rustem it's okay. R U S T E M not the Arabic uh, Rustem and Nikolai Brignols it sounds like a french name to yeah, me yeah, in yeah, fact yeah. right and then we have yuri yudin mm-hmm. uh, yuri yudin is one of uh, i think he was one of the lucky ones he is the one who couldn't complete the trek he yeah. in fact had to return uh, uh, on 28th of january because he had certain health issues like okay. you know some joint pain or some stuff like that mm-hmm. so um As I said they took a truck ride from um the northern province towards a place called Vizai. Uh that was the last uh, town before they entered the trek so they collected a lot of uh, you know supply equipments and food and bread and they ate a lot of bread and all that stuff uh, so that they can keep up their energy for the next day. Um and they started their trek towards Ototan from Vijay on 27th of January. So that was where their actual uh, trek in the mountains began. Yeah so uh I had read a lot of diary entries uh which they wrote yeah. uh, about the trip and it was like they were having a lot of fun you know yes. someone played instruments and all and they were like playing the instruments all through while traveling uh, traveling on the train in the uh, railway station and all and in between they had mentioned that they had played some uh, propaganda pra- uh, that mm. you know that kind of pro- patriotic songs which were like not supposed to be and played think, in ussr uh, I, i think cops had uh, yeah, s- they had some little with difficult them. difficult time with cops as well in the railway stations yeah, also yeah yeah so they were like you know typical university students who just exactly. wanted to have a lot yeah. of fun while tra- traveling and one of them got arrested too i think because yes. of some of the song issues and all that and uh, in between they came across i forgot his name that what is the 38 year old guy zolotaryov yes 
so when uh, he joined the trek they were not happy because you know a uh, fun easy going uh, university student group they wouldn't like it right but still they were fine with that like when they started from their place uh, to uh, visai right yeah uh, they they were late packing all the things and all that so the diary entry uh, you know says a lot about how they packed they were in a hurry they took whatever they could get they put it inside the bag and they just left so it was like a typical you know uh, spontaneous group who would do things you know exactly uh, what they feel like but the thing is uh, what i've also came to know that they were not you know uh, what is that leisure hikers they had actually climbed a lot of mountains and hi- ha- they have like grade 2 certification uh, in hiking which mm. is like there are like three grade grades it seems uh, grade 1 grade 2 and grade 3 if you are a grade 2 uh, hiker it's like you know you are one of the best and after this trip if they had completed this trip they would have got grade 3 which is like the highest you know position a hiker can uh, get which is like experienced hikers so they were also uh, doing this trek to you know get that certification so they meant business it was not yeah. joking around and just going on going like a walk in the park or something yeah. they had a genuine mission behind yeah, yeah, this yeah that too is that yeah Yeah so um they started their trek on 27th January from Vijay and Yuri you didn't have to return on 28th because of the health issues and um he was the last person to actually um see um, them see them um you know uh, before they left for their trek on 31st so they continued their trek on 28th 29th and 31st uh, so 31st the hikers arrived at a highlanded area the hikers arrived at a highland area and started preparing for their climb hmm. so the um, there was this mountain which was um, actually didn't have a name uh, as such if you look at the maps uh, it was just referred by a code name um, but the local mansi tribe so that's a you know that was a tribe which was living in and around this area they had given this mountain a very spooky name uh, called kholat sakhil which was a local mansi uh, name which literally translated to dead mountain okay yeah wow. so uh, that is some i mean that was not a popular name at that point when this incident became uh, very popular is when people started coming up with stories about that mountain as well okay because that name itself suggested uh, something that was not sounding that great right? it's like a <laughs> ominous name so um on 31st uh, they started preparing for the climb and they saved a lot of you know supplies and surplus food in a wooded area for their return hike so mm-hmm. they'll not be carrying everything up uh, while returning they'll stop at they they plan to stop at this wooded area and get back their supplies and have enough food for return journey as well but the uh, but what happened was um, there was a crazy so- snowstorm that happened on that day and that resulted in the hikers being deviated from their original path and they ended up on the slopes of this mountain because of all this uh, snowstorm they lost their bearings and they ended up on the slope once they realized their mistake now this is where um, people have differing opinions about judgment capabilities of their love mm-hmm. right uh, so it seems that they realized their mistake and instead of returning back to the wooded area which was like 1 and 1/2 kilometers down the slope they decided to camp there camp there on the slopes of uh, the mountain which would have probably been the turning point decision uh, resulted in the death of all the hikers right now there are two um, uh, theories suggested here one says that dyatlov was when he was aware of uh, the fact that 
he we have uh, they had lost their bearings and they ended up on the slope he wanted campers to set up the camp on the slope because that would add to their experience hmm. of setting up a uh, camp on the slopes of a mountain i think which would have probably also added to the as you mentioned the grade, the grade 3 yeah. uh, you know requirements i don't know yeah. it i now that you mentioned i'm just thinking so that might be one of the reasons uh, the second thing is that uh, suggestion is kind of against uh, dyatlov's abilities uh, people suggested saying that um he made a wrong decision of going up the slope um he didn't realize that that could be dangerous yeah yeah what i read about it is like he wanted to wanted the group to have that kind of experience where they can uh, camp on the slopes of a mountain and also he didn't want to go back because they had made this much progress but he didn't know right the their fate would change yeah. just because of that yeah so um now before leaving vijay right uh, he had told his sports club back in the university saying that he would on the return trip upon reaching vijay he will send a telegram uh, that would be somewhere around 12th of uh, february yeah what he said was like it will reach at the least you know Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll reach by 12th yeah that's true but again when yuri yudin was returning when he was not feeling well to go ahead with the trek he had also told him that there is a possibility that he might not they might not return by 12th yeah so a few days um, you know even if it gets delayed he said don't worry about that so uh, that was a promise that was made so again as i said they reached the slopes of the mountain and decided, decided to camp um, on the mountain slope itself So since he had given this word that 12th uh, on 12th he would be uh, messaging back um and he had told Yudin Yudin that you know even it might get delayed a bit even when the date came and went and there was no response people i mean his relatives and friends they didn't panic much because these kind of delays are uh, known to happen in treks but a few days turned into a week and it was almost like feb 20th yeah that's when the family we started panicking and by 22nd they were like saying you know you have to do something exactly. about it exactly so uh one or two days is fine but when 5 6 days passed and it was 20th of february that's when family and friend they started asking the university to initiate a search uh, so initial search party consisted of teachers and friends of the part uh, friends of the hikers who who started traveling towards the area where they had been missing and later military also joined in the search hmm. so the search started somewhere around 22nd and hmm. on 26th of february is when the search party found the tent where the hikers were supposed hmm. to be and the tent is another uh, you know spooky thing where the search party found that the t- there was nobody inside the tent most of the supply was still in the tent there, w- there was no trace of the hikers and this is the most interesting thing right uh, it appeared that the tent was torn from inside you know at various places and there were those footmarks coming out of the tent going uh, downwards toward the wooded area so that is what they found on 26 and there was there were no bodies lying around or nobody was around at that that point and one more interesting fact uh, they noticed was that most of them were not wearing shoes or yes. uh, socks right exactly. or uh, and people who were wearing it were wearing one shoe and socks and all that kind yeah of so it's it felt like um, they were they left in a hurry where they didn't have time to put on warm clothes or shoes or something and they the the tracks were all barefoot but again it's also been argued that they were not uh, running or something they were just uh, walking down the slope um into the direction of the wooded area so initially they could not find any bodies but the next day is when they started finding uh, bodies of the trek trekkers mm-hmm. um 
so the set of footprints start uh, were uh, heading towards the woods uh, i mentioned right so after 500 meters they just disappeared and yeah, that yeah. was probably because of lot of snow falling uh, in and around the area uh, and at the edge of the forest there was a siberian pine tree hmm. so there was a visible sign of a uh, fire under the pine tree uh, looks like one of some of the hikers tried to uh, light a fire for some warmth or something like that but still there was no trace of any of them and even on the pine tree branches were broken up to 5 meters uh, showing that someone had tried to climb up the pine tree either for um, you know looking into far distance or to escape from something right that's also another note that point yeah. <laughs> remember that it could be just to get a better vantage point uh, to look at the tent which was far ahead like a kilometer and a half away or it could have been to escape from something yeah that is that is what uh, we don't know yet so yeah where did they find the bodies uh so the first two bodies of uh, krivonshenko and doroshenko were found shoeless near the fire site wearing only their underwears yeah so they didn't have any warm clothing uh, on them so that is a point to be noted again and the further se- search in the snow between the camp where the tent was and the pine tree revealed the bodies of dyatlov who was the leader kolmogorova and slobodin okay and uh, their posters actually suggested that they were trying to return to the campsite probably to get more food and warm clothing or something and their bodies were at a distance of 3480 and 630 meters from the tree respectively wow. so they were not together wow so it appears that they started off uh, and on the way they actually died of hypothermia okay so what you are trying to say is that these guys they left the tent hmm. they te- tore off the tent they got out and they walked towards the pine uh what is that wooded area and they try to light uh, without wearing any protective clothing or shoes and they try to uh, they lit up a fire and someone got on top of a pine tree then uh, climbed down and uh, there were any bodies there there are three bodies were there two like, bodies two were, bodies there, were yeah. there uh wearing only their underwear yeah and why uh, and they sh- uh, found three more bodies mm-hmm. which were like trying to go back to the right. tent right probably to get protective clothing and all that yeah. so uh like what i feel is that after lighting this thing and you know probably like two of them died there mm-hmm. and the other three who were there they were trying to go back and while walking back one one died at a certain point you think that would have happened or like uh, yeah we can hype i mean i have what i was thinking is um we could probably discuss more about this in later in the episode also but this is what i thought since the tent is torn and all that stuff they would have been startled by something that was outside of the tent mm. it could be anything um, and they all decided to come out of the tent in hurry so they had to tear up the tent so that everybody could come out they came to the pine tree um, just to escape from whatever that was and they remained there for some time also they realized that they didn't have enough clothing to keep them warm right so they lit up a fire uh, to keep them warm and at the same time one of the one of them would have climbed up the tree to see what if that thing that was that was that scared them was still near the tent or not and if they he felt that the area was clear three of them decided to go back and get the stuff for the uh, for everybody and by that time two of them died yeah because it was terribly yeah. cold i think yeah. the temperature was around minus uh, 20 degrees or something wow. it was really cold wow. so two of them probably would have died and the others who were actually trekking back to the campsite also didn't have much of clothing mm-hmm. and stuff so on the way uh, hypothermia would have caught up and they also perished yeah and they found all these bodies in uh, late feb 
yeah, because the search had started only on 26th. Hmm. So this these bodies was found on 27th. Um and still there are four remaining hikers, right? Yeah. Uh they were nowhere to be found and they were not found until 4th of May. So you can imagine how much time has gone wow. by, right? Wow, so wow. February and then you had March, then April and then May. The reason be- for that is they were uh, the bodies were actually under 4 meters of snow. About wow. 75 meters into uh, the woods mm-hmm. away from the pine tree. Yeah, so they had crossed so they had crossed the pine tree and yes. went to Little further, further into the woods further into the yeah. woods okay so that that actually i think that signifies that they were probably the last one to die yeah and they had a lot more pro- protective yeah, clothing yeah a lot more right? protective clothing and they also had clothing from the dead uh, you know the the hikers who had probably died earlier so few of the uh, remaining four hikers were wearing the clothes of others wow. so that probably signify uh, you know that probably implies that there were some hikers who had died and for the others to survive the cold better they would have probably removed the clothes from uh, the ones who have died and they they put it on themselves okay and uh, there were also certain other uh, mysteries you know surrounding them right the way they died and they had sustained some injuries too yeah so the remaining so the, so uh, when the search had started right and when they started finding the bodies an inquiry was started as usual and during the time that the initial five hikers were found there was nothing unnatural about their death it was completely concluded that it's just hypothermia because uh, there were no injuries and there were nothing wrong with the bodies and stuff it was a typical case of uh, underdressing for the climate and dying as a result of cold but when the last four bodies were found the entire uh, you know the story changed the reason being the last four bodies had visible physical injuries uh some of them had their chest uh, fractured skull fractured and one of the ladies were missing her eyeballs and tongue and parts of her lips and stuff like that right so then that is when uh the inquiry took a different turn and they couldn't just go ahead and say that it's just hypothermia because the doctors who were evaluating the bodies uh during the post mortem mentioned that to cause these kind of fractures it had to be a force equivalent to that of a car coming and hitting your body that was something that they could not uh, effectively explain explain wh- how that would have happened again there are many theories and reasoning one of the very common thing is that says that they fell into a ravine or something like there was a hole in the ground and they fell into it and in the fall they fractured their skull and broke their but bones. it's also said that there was no external physical injury yeah, when were, it comes to the exactly. fractures right so there were there was no skin broken yeah. or any wounds or anything it was only internal uh, you know fracture yeah and but uh, even in the first case they should have been skeptical right even though they died of hypothermia they were not wearing any protective clothing like well they, why would they just jump out and you know it run could, off right yeah that is one thing i mean when the second bodies were found probable probable explanation might be that uh, the the people who would who died in towards the end would have just taken their clothes hmm. yeah, right. yeah yeah also uh, dubnina whose eyes and tongue were missing later uh, you know it was speculated that it's only because of she was very close to a water stream under uh, ice under the snow and that would have just decayed her body faster was the explanation the that was given organs, yeah okay hmm. and uh so as it stands something happened uh at during the night of 31st january and 1st feb which resulted in these experienced hikers leaving the comfort of their shelter out into the you know uh difficult climate of siberia 
into the you know wilderness and resulting in their death ultimately but that too not uh, wearing their protective clothing and everything exactly so that's kind of a contradictory thing if you see uh, usually you would run to the shelter and protection in yeah. this case it was something else so that is what is the most striking thing about this case as well we were we are not able to explain um why these hikers who are experienced enough they're not just normal people as you said they are great to hikers they know exactly what would happen if you go out and what is a safe thing to do um they completely just acted entirely in opposite way that was supposed to happen yeah, so it's very erroneous like when you think about it what they have done but uh yeah so let's proceed uh, we have given a description so let's proceed and you know what kind of conclusions the inquiry yeah so uh, there are a lot of theories it. about this um let's start with what they concluded first yeah. so they concluded that the hikers had died of compelling natural force and i don't know who can give a definition to what this compelling natural force is it doesn't uh, at least for when i was reading I, it didn't make any sense to me it's a compelling natural force is how they close the files because um during this cold war era they didn't reveal um most of the details of uh, this case to public they had put it into secret archives only when you know ussr uh, broke up yeah. broke up in 90s is when the files came out and i heard that recently in 2018 or 19 they have restarted the inquiry yeah yeah they this. did i think 2019 Yeah. this year so they started the inquiry but i'm not sure like what they'll be able to find it's been 60 years right exactly that's what i'm saying the entire circumstances around the case has changed if you go back to dyatlov pass which you can today and the military had actually closed it for 3 years after the incident saying that for safety reasons or whatever it is again that's a point of speculation as well now you can go to dyatlov pass you can go to the place exactly where the hikers died but what do you expect to find there yeah nothing like uh, even if you think about when they released it right that was almost like 30 years later exactly. like in 90s yeah and again it's been it's yeah. almost 30 years since the release yeah, of the document so you can't expect to find anything unless you have a time travel machine or something probably so uh, probably we should get into the other explanation on right. like conspiracy theories which so everyone have government closed the case saying that they died of compelling natural force but then there were so many other theories surrounding this um one of the mo- uh, you know first theories that came out was as i mentioned there were this mansi tribe which which lived around the area right so some uh, some speculated that these uh, hikers had encroached into their area they got into some kind of fight or scuffle with these local mansi people and they had killed them uh, but again mansi people are not known to frequently visit this area because that was not uh, not a place where they could hunt or do anything at all so they never visited this area at all they themselves call it the place of the death right yeah death yeah. mountain and they and didn't they didn't want to do anything and uh, again they were not very uh, violent. violent or um people who guarded their territory they were not very territorial kind of a tribe mm-hmm. as well so that theory could be easily dismissed also that won't explain how the other the the four the last four right hikers died right because they had even though they had injuries the, those were like because of compelling natural forces yeah, right yeah i think those were not an, not injuries that human beings could inflict that yeah. was the findings uh, um and that was the first first uh, theory which came out and also people said it might be because of robbery but easily uh, you can discard that theory because nothing valuable was taken from the hikers if it was a robbery we would have lost a lot of stuff but you know that never happened 
um animal attack is another theory that was given out but there was no visible marks of animal attack or something and this area was not a hunting uh, ground for any kind of predators although there were uh, you know wolves and other bears and all those animals much much to the south of this area so that theory also didn't hold good um and another theory which i think is one of my um favorite theory or one of the theories which i could probably believe was that of an avalanche okay right um and this area is not known for uh, any recorded avalanche at all but so that is the uh, you know that's where it doesn't doesn't hold good but this is my theory if you ask me um avalanche is kind of a scary thing to happen when you are hiking right uh so probably the these guys these hikers would have heard something similar to that of sound of a avalanche or something whether it happened or not we don't know yeah if it had not happened but they could have heard some sound similar to an avalanche because it makes a huge noise right and they would have got so scared that they thought that an avalanche is coming they would have cut open the tent they would have run down later one of them climbed over the tree and they realized you know what there was no avalanche it was a false alarm then they would have decided to go back or get some clothes back to the because they might have been scared that the slope is actually uh, you know very prone to avalanche or something and in that process as i mentioned earlier they got hypothermia and they died this is my theory and but, you know uh, yeah the, but that does not explain the other four even though it's the most probable one there are still some doubts well uh, that can be explained probably one of the points that i missed was uh, near the other four uh, hikers there was a den which was found which they had cra- made uh, out of snow so that they could get some warmth so i feel that they would have felt safer to move into the woods maybe they would have heard some animals or something just to stay out of the open area i mean that's how i can explain it yeah probably so avalanche is one thing which is still one of the theories uh, which which holds good much better than you know all the other uh, crazy theories um and one of the most interesting theories that we, uh, they came up with wa- was the was that it was a part of soviet military project yeah they say that um, maybe one or all of the hikers would have um, unknowingly entered some military area and you know uh, just to keep things in control they would have been a result of um, probably yeah. yeah that explains it but even then you know hypothermia and uh, and, and wa- one of the things that gave this uh, theory a lot of popularity was one of the bodies of one of the hikers um, was very much radioactive hmm. so they thought that this might be a result of uh, some experiment was being carried out in some area he would have got exposed to it and you know soviet military would have found that out and they chased him and found out the entire group and killed them but my question here is why would anyone do a test for radioactivity in a dead body first of all i have no idea right mm. that itself is spooky yeah what is the reason that you should go and do a radioactivity test during post mortem yeah. unless you know there is something to be found yeah right yeah, so yeah. again it's an open theory still and uh, there is another theory where you know there were like other hikers who were little further away yeah, from these guys yeah i think f- guys. 50 kilometers yeah. south of these guys who saw these red, red orange explosion balls. kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah. something in the sky, in the yeah. sky yeah so uh, and yeah one more thing is that yuri yudin right mm-hmm. he had attended the funeral of five of these uh, right. hikers i think who were found later on mm-hmm. and uh, he found that their bodies were like yellowish in color which 
says that it was you know it had come in contact with some radioactive right. some kind of stuff uh, yeah it might but, be but but again i think a uh, lot of exposure and sunlight yeah, and all those things also caused the same that's what thing. because the first few bodies were found uh, by the end of feb mm. uh, but the other other four were found two or three months later right so yes. they were exposed to a lot of uh, so there is this uh, i don't know if you have seen this video uh, who was the first person who tried climbing mount everest and he didn't return i f- forget his yes, name yes 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 his uh, his body is still there right yeah his body is still there and one of the videos actually shows a parts of his body which is very much yellowish in color uh-huh. and similar to what you know you just explained so are you googling his name now uh, yeah <laughs> his name is george mallory yeah Yeah so his body was found and um, you know it has that pale yellowish color as well it was found recently if you uh, like you know look into like probably like yeah, 10, if 20 it, years ago yeah if you are really interested you can go and watch a youtube video but you know just be yeah little. so he 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 said to have climbed uh, everest in 1924 yeah. no one knows that if he have reached the summit some people say that he's he was on the way to the summit some people say that he was on the summit and he uh, he died during the return journey yeah. so nobody knows yeah so that's uh, another spooky so that stuff. might be the reason overexposure can also mm. cause this yellowish color and stuff um another thing uh, so as i mentioned soviet military and you know they also said that it's a government cover up um, you know and also one of the theories was um zolotaryov was not a part of the initial group mm. and i also mentioned that he has military he has military experience and he was much older than all the rest of the group it is said that he was a government agent mm. and they had some a weird uh, mission with these hikers and that is a result. and he also died But in the yeah, end right yeah he also yeah, so. died right was it like a sacrifice <laughs> kind exactly. of stuff or maybe he didn't know that he would be killed in the end or something yeah. i don't know uh, then another theory was that of infrasound theory infrasound is this very low frequency sound that is generated due to some natural source and that actually makes you go mad Yeah, so it's it said that they they started feeling panicky after they started hearing these noises and that is a result that they ran, ran out of the tent and it doesn't have any uh, you know basis to this this theory also yeah. doesn't hold good and it said that when it's too cold right you feel like you are ha- you're you know yeah. warming up what that's is called paradoxical undressing yeah. i think we have seen that if you watch this movie called everest yeah. one of the one of the person who gets stuck uh, stuck on the peak uh, so the th- thing is when you when hypothermia starts setting in you actually start feeling that your your body is becoming very warm and you are feeling very hot so what happens is people start removing the clothes that they already have which will rapidly accelerate the hypothermia yeah if you want to get to know more about it you have you got to watch everest it's a beautiful movie yeah it yeah. is so that infrasound theory and this paradoxical undressing those are also some theories and there was this theory about catabatic winds so catabatic winds are winds which flow down the slope um usually in the polar regions and these are very usually not very dangerous but there are some cases where they can reach hurricane speed i think we have heard about catabatic winds back in one of the books that we read a long time back in dan brown's Uh, deception yes, point deception yes deception point I, I, but i don't remember where it was yeah well, well the hero of the story gets pulled by a parachute and he's just blown off towards the edge of the glacier and something like that i i still remember the story oh he gets stuck there right yeah he gets stuck in a harness or something huh. and the parachute keeps pulling him or parachute or balloon or something hmm. i don't remember exactly what was the plot but i remember catabatic winds from that story and that was a long time ago i have to go back and reread it yep <laughs> so yeah so those are some of the theory. and one of the <laughs> very interesting theory is that of a yeti yeah that's what i support the most because you know 
uh, you, it you holds really you know it's whole it holds true uh, very well you know they came to know that something is out there so they tore open the tent and saw this yeti and they started running and they were in a hurry because you know that's why they didn't wear any protective clothing or, or do and you think a yeti is a government project and government didn't want them no 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 see listen to me so they one guy got into a tree and checked you know whether the yeti is there and they saw him again and uh, when it came close to them right you know they were frightened and they died well um that kind of stuff happens okay. you know they were like shocked to the core and they died all of them died like that few fell into a ravine well, and you uh, know if you ask crushed. me i feel that's a stupid story but then it's fine uh, then the i think one of the other uh, uh, other reasons that was given this was more of a speculation was that they they started partying and it went out of control where they started drinking and taking drugs and lost their bearings and all that but they were known uh, to not be irresponsible so that theory also doesn't hold good and another thing was that uh since there were two ladies in the group uh, uh they thought there might be some scuffle yeah some friction be- yeah friction between the guys um and all that but that also yeah, was dismissed yeah i heard about it like there were like a few crushes in between yeah. and all that but and the thing is that people who have interacted with these guys right this group they uh, they have come out and said that you know they these group never really got into any scuffle with each other they were like a well you know well oiled machine which would work together and get their stuff done so i don't think that happened and they they didn't carry any supply of this thing uh, alcohol or yeah cigarettes they had actually made a pact to uh, not smoke for the entirety of the uh, trek right i i don't think you would reach a grade 2 level in trekking uh, by being um, irresponsible anyway yeah so uh, those are all the theories right yeah those are most of the theories i think we have covered most of them uh, there might have been other local theories as well and we can also come up with 10000 theories that aliens and all that kind of thing oh yes aliens so there those were also there you know yeah. some aliens came and killed them and went off it seems yeah yeah so um, as i said this case uh, it keeps growing on you if you start researching more and more because you keep thinking about what would have happened what do you think actually happened so that's my theory right i i think they would have heard something uh, which made them feel that an avalanche was coming or something was trying to threaten them outside the tent they would have escaped out of the tent thinking that they will go back to the woods uh, probably you know get some shelter under the trees or on the tree or something like that and in the process they would have not taken most of their supplies thinking that they can come back later or something and that's what would have happened they tried to come back and they died in the process because it was much more uh, the climate was much harsher than they expected yeah and you, we cannot you know ignore the military fact also ussr because mm. they are the ones who properly inquired everything and they it said that they kept the uh, findings to themselves for 30 years right right and they are the ones who conducted the post mortem and all the reports are, were with them so who knows right there were there was like something even bigger behind the whole scene exactly and uh, although we say that they repo- uh, release the reports in 90s we don't know if it was a complete report yes. or we don't even know if it was completely a fabricated lip- report just to hide everything that was may- truth may- maybe uh, that place is the area 51 of ussr you never know but War. yeah that yeah. was not the uh, i mean they there as i said right they locked down the place for 3 years mm-hmm. that's also a little con- uh, you know <laughs> something that makes you think Fishy. because 
what if they were just trying to hide and clean up the place yeah. for the 3 years and make sure that you know whatever happened nobody gets a clue about it and after that it was open to public and you can still go and visit and no uh, i don't think any further uh, mishaps have been reported from that area yeah not from that area but similar cases have happened yeah i think in 1973 there was there were a group of 10 mm. hikers who yeah that was much died. farther north yeah. actually yeah, that yeah. was not near this area but uh speaking of which um there is a story that happened in america similar to this one which we can probably bring up in upcoming episodes and yeah. i i'm sure that that has also uh, that also has many many spooky points similar to this one and of course it can be one of the episodes this yeah. has been interesting yeah we can come up with more theories keep speculating but the truth is that i don't think it's ever going to be solved right this is something that will remain for remain a mystery forever yeah i feel that too because a long time has passed between the incident and the present so uh, we can only speculate yeah and come up with original theories like yeti right yeah and just go with it we can't do anything so but yeah. whatever happens i just wish that if there is a you know after life or something they they would have just found peace yeah and uh, if you find this interesting and go ahead and research please let us know what kind of outcomes you exactly. come up with and, or or even yeah. if you have a better theory than whatever we discussed do let us know we yeah. always love good uh, stories and theories and if we find something interesting we'll probably read it out in one of the upcoming episodes and if well. you have other topics to talk about be our guest you <laughs> yeah, know exactly <laughs> we love and, a and good conspiracy also if you think you are an expert in diatlo pass incident we would love to uh, you know give you a call and discuss about it and probably put out an episode yeah. on that as well yeah. and uh, again if you want to learn more about this uh, wikipedia is a good source but there is again a website called yeah. dyatlovpass.com it's a recent website i think it came out after this investigation started yeah, and yeah, all yeah, that yeah. stuff so yeah. you can go there and check you can see the real diary entries of all uh, the, the photographs travelers. are also exactly. there you, it's very eerie like they are having a lot of fun you see them mm. uh, together and they it's just a fun group but when you uh, you know you already know what happened to them exactly. right so it's very creepy when you look at it now right and the tent right the tent ha huh, so are I, there. I, I, how huh. can we miss that so this is something that has actually been nagging my mind since the first day i started this was many i think years ago right when we start, uh, three, started discussing years, about this at least the first time when i thought about dartlow's past incident and i went and researched after ranjit spoke to us about it the one thing that struck me was the size of the tent and you can go and uh, see the picture of the tent broken tent uh, on internet It doesn't seem like a tent that can hold 10 people. It yeah. seems like a tent that can hold probably 2 or 3 people. I was not able to find any explanation for this. Yeah, it actually looks like a tent for 2 or 2 or 3 people max because the pictures uh, they have right now uh, it has like a lot of like couple of people standing yes, next to exactly. it. So and you, you can compare. You get a scale of yeah, the tent. Yeah, you right? get a scale of that. Yeah, tent. it's yeah. not just the tent. You can actually you'll actually get the scale of the tent because there are people standing right next to mm-hmm. it and you can compare the sizes. So, so I don't know. Uh, now I'm thinking whether you, was it the actual tent yeah. or is it something else is no there is idea. it a cover up we don't know no so this remains a mystery oh for oh my ever. god think about it something just clicked you know what if the whole thing is just a setup you know they went and they never camped and they were killed even before that and you know it was all arranged like this to create a con- uh, conspiracy and you know uh, just let people figure out things on their own and the so and what what would be the intention behind that i don't find a real intention see right? probably the experiment you know on them would be the thing which happened mm-hmm. and they wanted to cover it up so the soviet military they just 
made a scenario a scene mm-hmm. and you know uh, arranged everything in a way where you cannot figure out figure things out yeah good that so, soviet military no, no longer exists or the you would be in their hit list yeah no? yeah I have a, yeah of course and you know what instead of uh, giving people something to talk about they just kept mum so it's the people who have been coming up with different different ideas right well another uh, of the wild theories so yeah. i think this is a good time to end and <laughs> thank you so much for listening to us and if you like this episode do let us know we are the writer and geek on all the social media and you can go to our website if you like and listen to our episode there as well and you also have the ability to comment please do comment and let us know what your theories are about uh, that low pass we'll probably read out your theory or we'll invite you to our next episode if you want to talk about it thank you so much and we'll see you again bye